This is the Abrazo's Lounge Podcast, your source for everything iRacing, including race reviews, driver interviews, opinions, discussions, and much more. Here's your host, Mike Ellis. Welcome to the iRacer's Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacer's Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk about all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chewy Side 55, Carlos Fonseca, Kyle Fleischman, Lance Gentles, and special guest, Scott Kolovic. Welcome, guys. Good to be here, Mike. Evening. Well, Scott, let's start out with you. I hope I said your last name right. Is that right? Kolovic? Kolovic. Very close. Kolovic. Kolovic. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I've known you for quite some time. Uh, since the early days I've been on iRacing, uh, run in your league in the in the past, and and have always followed uh, what you guys have done over there. So I thought I'd you know contact you and have you on to talk about it. So uh, first of all, though, let's talk about you as an iRacer. Uh, when did you start on iRacing, and, and how did you hear about it? Well, I actually started in November of 2012. And my buddies and I, we originally actually played over in R-Factor and Project Torque, um, which are, you know, several steps below the reality of the iRacing. And uh, I was the last guy to come over. I was a little scared, to be honest with you, to race up with the big boys. But uh, eventually we all migrated from Project Torque and R-Factor over into iRacing. And uh, so I am very close to my four-year mark as an iRacer. All right, that's quite a while. And uh, so how often do you, are you you on, like during the week, do you run daily or? Uh, We do, I run five nights a week myself. My team runs six nights a week. I normally try to take Wednesdays off and spend that time with the wife. Uh, But I probably am looking at about 30 hours, 25 to 30 hours a week that in one way, shape or form, I am within the iRacing um, community here. Wow, that's a, that's quite a bit. That's on the up the high side, I think, for most what most people do. Now, let's talk about your stats a little bit. When we look at your your official stats, you haven't run official in a long time. So, what you're saying is you're basically running hosted in league only, uh, all those six nights a week, right? So you're just running you're pre- precisely. Yes. All right. We uh, run a couple of point series ourselves on Tuesday and Wednesdays, and that keeps us pretty busy. We put those out on a 15-week season. Um, and on Monday and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays, you know, we're just all about the fun. But from uh, 7 to 11 Central Time is usually where, where you will find KMA Racing on the track. Okay, so let's talk about KMA Lee, KMA Racing. Kiss my ass is what that stands for. Um KMA, uh, I call you guys tallywhackers. Uh, tell me why I call you that. Well, that is where I personally was uh, born into the iRacing community there in the Carb Cup, uh, the Carburetor Cup, and um, I am just all about the speedways. I love them. Now, I actually am growing up a little bit within the iRacing community and um, going on to California, which I have actually fell in love with California, um, Atlanta, but primarily Talladega and Daytona is where you will find us. Right, and that's what I was uh, telling you uh, earlier was I think that really sets your league apart from other leagues, and we've talked to a lot of them recently. 
your league is different because you guys run those super speedways all you know almost daily you know you'll find if, if it's not today tomorrow you're running tally you know you'll be at talladega trucks or or the a car or the b car or something like that well you're, you're absolutely correct um on mondays like i said we have gone over to the auto clubs uh auto club track but on tuesdays it is a uh, talladega daytona and on thursdays it is uh talladega friday is talladega and saturday is talladega every now and then i'll mix it up and i'll throw in a 2007 daytona which is kind of interesting uh but yes sir i am all about the speedways yes and uh I think that's why I liked running over in, with your group, too, because uh, I'm always good on the speedways as well and have good runs there usually. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for those listeners out there that are uh, also tally whackers, as, as I call it, uh, you might check out KMA League or KMA Racing. Now, uh, you have a presence on uh, Facebook, and uh, I follow along there and, and uh, keep informed about how you guys are running and who's winning, that kind of stuff. and. I, I guess, Scott, tell us a little bit about running a league. I mean, you, you obviously spend a lot of hours on the service, but a lot of that's dedicated to actually being the admin, right, and being the boss. Oh, correct, correct. Uh, it's uh, admin. It's being a boss. Sometimes you got to play mom. Sometimes you got to play dad. Um, on the Facebook situation, that is our primary source of communication within the community outside of our inner circle, which is on our TeamSpeak channel. Um, the, you know, it, it's social media. It's a way to get it out there. It's a way for people to get thoughts and opinions out there. But with that power, if you will, comes a great responsibility because it is such of a forum, you have to control it, so to speak, by deciding how long a said post will be up and monitoring any rude posts that get put up there. You know, so I am constantly keeping an eye on the social media of Facebook with KMA Racing to make sure that things don't get out of hand. Um, another responsibility I have as a league team owner, your affiliation with other leagues and other teams and broadcasters and announcers. So there is a lot of behind the scenes action going on, um, a lot of communication. And when one of your drivers uh, turns another driver, which is a common occurrence on the speedway, somebody has to be there with cooler hits um, to talk it out and control the finger pointing and the accusations and to basically hopefully in the night with every driver from every league every driver in that room to stop and sing kumbaya and it was a great night we had and we'll do it again tomorrow night and that is my most famous word we will do it again tomorrow night because as i did tell you you know seven o'clock central we are on that speedway yeah, nice. So, yeah, it is a lot of work. Uh, I can tell, you know, tempers flare. It's it's very much like what we, we've been experiencing as a team in NIS. Uh, you know, people are invested in this thing, and when they feel like they've been wronged, you know, they want to say it. They want to do something about it, you know. And, and yes, you, you do have to admin that a little bit. Yeah, it, it is almost, um, I joke with my wife about it, because she pretty much loses me just about every evening to the TV, to her to the TV, me to iRacing, but uh, it, it is a very exciting thing that I do, um, and like I had mentioned priorly, a lot of behind the scenes, and one big thing that I'm very proud of with KMA Racing, we are the official um, iRacer broadcasting league for PAD, uh, People Against Distracted Driving. And on the first Sunday of the month, normally the first Sunday, sometimes it's the second, if we have a memorial race such as we did last night with the Tanner Eisenhower Memorial Race, 
but we do a once a month live broadcast in the name of PAD and more information about that can be found at padd.org but that was an honor when Mike Clenny, you know, he had hundreds of choices out there and he approached us and I talk a lot about PAD within the broadcast um, so that that is probably one of my proudest moments as team owner with KMA Racing. Yeah, it's nice to, uh, that you can get your league associated with a proper, uh, you know, cause, you know, and that's a great cause and it's appropriate. So uh, tell us about, you know, if, if you're a if you're a tallywhacker out there and you want to get involved with uh, KMA Racing, how do you do that? And then what nights do you run and stuff? Well, on uh, Monday nights, we run the open room. You'll find us in our hosted, and anybody can get in there. Uh, there's a heavy screening going on. Microphones are mandatory. Um, normally, really don't care much for the under 15 or 16 age group crowd. Uh, but during that open session, you have a good time. And uh, I'll mention KMARacing.com and the Facebook and mention the fact that we do league racing on Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, for Tuesday and Wednesday, you must be a member of the KMA League as those races are shut down. They are for points. And again, we're back to the open sessions on Thursday and Friday and Saturdays. Um, so we have a website out there at kma-racing.com. We're on Facebook underneath KMA Racing, and you can find more information on iRacing underneath KMA Racing. All right. And yeah, I if I ever you know, want to pick, do a pickup race, I, I can look into hosted on those open days, and lots of times you have rooms up, uh, and they're good racing usually. So, yeah, um, you know, and something else that we have gotten into that I personally am very proud of, um, I have got into announcing. Um, we work hand in hand with All Pro Broadcasting, and two Saturdays a month, one of my guys will choose an idea, choose a theme. Um, on the twentieth coming up. We're doing a race for autism brought to you by Autism Motorsports, and that will be live broadcast by All Pro Broadcasting. And I will be announcing that with my uh, teammate, Cody Lipster. But that happens uh, twice a month on Saturdays. And beginning on the 19th, we are on a brand new endeavor with maximum velocity racing. And we're going to do a 12 week series, what we're calling KOA Friday Nights. Again, that will be live broadcasted every Friday at 7 Central. And we're going to actually step out of my safety barrier, primarily because I'm the announcer and I don't have to race it, Mike. But we're going to be doing some Kentucky. We're going to be doing some Texas. I believe in the sixth week, we're actually going to do Watkins Glen. And it's going to be exciting for the drivers as well as the viewers. But that will start up on Friday, August 19th. Well, sounds interesting. And, yeah, I think I said last week uh... – if your league doesn't have broadcasting associated with it, you're not much of a league these days, and it's almost a requirement. Uh, people want it, you know. People love to be broadcasted, and the broadcasters love doing it. And there are several great uh, broadcasters out there, um, but I'm very proud of hooking up with All Pro Broadcasting, and we are keeping him busy. He is keeping us busy. Um, you can uh, check out you, the YouTube channel out there, and uh, it, it's a, just a really cool, exciting thing that everybody is in a position to get involved with. Uh, okay, and then one more question on the league. How, 
what is the count? I mean, are you filling up the rooms, or do you have 20 guys, or you have 40? On on the open rooms, we normally do grid uh, pack the field at 43. Now, by the time I weed out a couple of the young gu young guns, like 13-year-olds and such, uh, on the open rooms, we will usually start with anywhere between a 30 to a 38-car field. Now, within the shutdown, more private sessions, and those are regular guys that we will see every Tuesday night or every Wednesday night. It is a dedicated field. Those rooms normally sit at anywhere between 20 to 30. And our Friday and Saturday races, I mean, they, they are just completely booked with everybody that we know. So we will actually start. Um, 43 car fields are not uncommon. Um, something else very interesting uh, with KMA Racing, we, these special races that we do, we did the um, Santa Dega, and it was a whole Christmas theme in the trucks, and everybody painted up their Grinch and their Santa trucks. Um, had some really great painting going on out there. And, um, well, it was under a open list there and hosted and we actually filled the room in 49 seconds and that just like blew my mind my own drivers thought they had a couple more minutes to go get a cup of coffee and they come back and the room had actually filled up under hosted in under 50 seconds and that was an awesome deal and it was an awesome race um big shout out to my painter loose lug nuts with over the top paints and designs um you know so it's we got a lot of things here at kma not only with the racing but with the painting with the broadcasting it's, it's we try to make it as fun as we can yeah and, and it's kind of a community if uh, i've been following your group for quite a while and uh you know, a lot of those guys have been around a long time huh oh yeah you know we were actually the idea was thought up on april 21st of 2013 and we went live on May 5th 2013 so we just did our three-year anniversary race and it was probably our biggest race we ever had uh, we got into some payouts uh, one of my sponsors is Richie B's Pizza out of Dotham Alabama and Richie has been very generous with paying for uh, some of our broadcast sessions as well as paying back to the community and it's not uncommon um, when I am telling a driver at the end of the race, you know, we've got $25 coming to you for winning first place, oftentimes they will actually tell me, you know what, Scott, keep it, put it back into the league, put it back in the iRacing, because we believe in helping one another out. So that is a very big part of iRacing is indeed the community. Oh, Richie B., uh, he's the one who's famous for his uh, pizza pies, right? Absolutely correct. Um, I have yet to get down there to Alabama, but that is Richard Brose, and he is a uh, he's a great man, great friend of mine. He is a member of uh, KMA League and a direct member of Maximum Velocity, and he is actually going to be the guy that is sponsoring that 12-week KOA broadcast coming up on the 19th. So thank you, Richie, for uh, helping us out here. Yeah, I, I read, crossed uh, paths with Richie once uh, because... He had this incredible sim wheel that he bought that probably, I think he said he cost three grand or something. <laughs> and I was asking him about it, but because I was envious. But uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. I remember that wheel you're talking about. And um, we've got a guy on our team, thank goodness, uh, Joel Guy. He's an older gentleman. And he spent a lot of time helping Richie out with that. Uh, Joel is very knowledgeable about the wheels and. He, I listened to Joel talk to Richie about doing things within the inner workings of the computer, and I'm completely lost. But you know, again, back to the community. You know, the family. We're all here to help each other, and it's funner for me 
when you're having fun and he's having fun and I tell people you know what no matter where you actually finish that if you shut down your simulator tonight and you go up to your wife or your kid and you say you know what I had fun you won no matter where you finished you won because you had fun yeah that's the end of the day that's what you're trying to do right Absolutely. Um, nine times out of ten, that will be the case. But, you know, the, every now and then, not so much. But, you know, the main thing to remember is we do it again tomorrow. And what happens tonight, tomorrow, we're just going to move on and get back to having some fun. All right, cool. Well, that's KMA Kiss My Ass Racing. Uh, let's talk. Let's finish up the questions here uh, about your your personal setup. Uh, what kind of wheel and pedals do you have, and how many monitors? And what's your? Do you have any third-party software running? Um, the third-party software, I, I keep it simple. Um, I got my music playing in the background. I always got my music playing. I got my team speak going. Uh, I got a G27 wheel, and I have 13 or 13, um, three. I do run triple monitors on an NVIDIA video card. Computer's nothing fancy. Bought it out at Best Buy. But um, don't have a problem with frame rates or anything like that. High-speed connection, um, LED keyboard and mouse. And when I get into my little station here, I've got it sitting up on a closed desk, and it's pretty slick. I built it myself, and I turn the lights off, and the glow of those three monitors come alive. It is as real as it gets. Um, and I will advise anybody, because once you get three monitors, you just cannot go back to single monitors. It entices the experience so much. Oh, ain't that right? Yeah, you're totally right there. I'm sure that they're saying the same thing about the Oculus Rift, too, but I, I probably won't try it. <laughs> they got a lot of gizmos and gadgets out there, and I tell you what, if I ever win the lottery, I'm just going to have the biggest and baddest setup there is. But, uh, you know, you can, you can really get started and have a lot of fun on iRacing. You know, on an $800 laptop, when I first started, um, I believe it was a Pentium 2 laptop and uh, had very high frame rates. Um, but, uh, you know, for starters, you can do it. And I hear a lot of guys like Richie B that, you know, got the $3,000 system there. Um, you know, you can put a lot of money into it, but you don't have to. Um, you know, $1,200 system monitors, that will do you just up fine and you'll have a blast. The main thing is those three monitors. Yep. All right, and then final question before going to topics, uh, your most memorable iRacing moment. That would have had to have been my three-year anniversary. We sat here on my team speak, and my good friend, we knew it was coming. We knew we were going to max my team speak out, so we had to upgrade it to a 50-spot server. And as much as I hated my own guys, like three or four of my own drivers could not get in, when they told me that room filled up, in 49 seconds, my team speak was just busting at the seams, and you know everybody was chattering, having a good time. I knew right then and there that I was doing something right. You know, after three years, and uh, you know, there that that is indeed my shining moment with KMA Racing, my three-year anniversary race I had on. Uh, I was back there in uh, April. And and it's really about you're bringing the people together, you know, and they, they, these people are working together as a community. They're racing together against each other. Now, a lot of iRacers out there are just one-man islands, okay? They're not on a league. They're not on a team. They run official. They don't talk to people. Everything's on mute. So that is one way to do it, but there's another way to do it, and that's Scott's way, right? I like my way, and, you know, we – um. 
we meet a lot of new people just about every night, and I, I have been known to boot people, and I have been accused of being somewhat of a room Nazi, but you have got to communicate, and that is one thing I preach, is give and take, communicate. I know you've heard me say it, and if you're in there and you cannot communicate or you will not communicate, it's just not going to work out. I invite people onto my team speak. We are always looking for not only new drivers, but we're always looking for new friends as well. And, um, you know, if, if I don't meet you, we can't become friends. And if we can't become friends, well, I can't get you on my team and behind KMA Racing. So we always look forward to uh, new people and new drivers. All right. Well, three years. Uh, congratulations on that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so check that out. So let's jump to topics. Uh, Scott, stay as long as you can and jump in when you, where you can. Sure. Um, Lance, what's next? Oh, let's see. We got uh, we got Kyle up next with. Um... Oh, NIS. Which? Yep. Oh yeah, there's no peak peak race runs tomorrow, so yeah. Um, NIS at the Glen this week. I was really looking forward to it and uh, had a terrible week. I dropped a license class from A3 something down to a B1.78, I think it is, and lost about 400 I rating myself. Just the typical oval ratios on the road course. How'd everyone else do here? Great. That's all. So, yeah, Carlos, you uh, you did best out of everyone, right? What did I get? I think you got a P, uh, P2, didn't you? That was a 5. It was 5th and open. Fixed, I think I got a, what was it, 15th? Well, I was top split, and that was, I don't, I don't even know how. I don't even know how to explain that, how difficult that was. Didn't and they wreck coming to the green? Almost. Yeah. Well, I got, um, I started out running uh, Thursday night in the, or I'm sorry, Wednesday night in the open. Um, wound up uh, using a set that was provided by uh, Kyle, and uh, it was a fantastic set, just a couple of adjustments. I wound up with a P5. Uh, the next night in uh, fixed, I was running second split uh, on a two-stop strategy. Most everybody else was on a three-plus and uh, pulled out the win. Oh, that's right, yeah. And that's Good your job. first win in the NIS this year, right? That is my first win in the NIS ever. Well, congratulations. That was, that's great at a road course, too. Those road courses will wear you out. I tell you what, the next day I was sore from being so tense. Those last 20 laps, I had a guy that had just made a pit stop. Uh, he run me down, and um, he had a chance to pass me in the last corner, and he got loose. Now, he was fast, and he was pitting uh, quite a bit more than you. You pitted, what, twice, and he pitted four times? I think he actually pitted five times. Five, wow. Which, but which he, is astounding. He would pit, right? and he would have new tires, and he'd literally drive back up through there. He would drive back up, he'd pass me, and in about three laps, I would start to run him back down, because I just... I'm in tire conservation mode, and that's that's just, in my opinion, that's how to win one of those. Yeah, and now I remember, I think I remember he, was like two laps to go, he slipped in the bus stop, and if he wouldn't have slipped, he probably would have got you, huh? Oh, I have no doubt. Um, yeah, he came, 
he came over uh, the chat channel and was irritated with himself. He didn't exactly say what he did, but I went and looked at it. Yeah, he he screwed up pretty good in the bus stop. Otherwise, uh, otherwise I would have been P2. And you had the older tires, and, and really, you had some flawless laps there at the end on those old tires and just held them off. And you did have to hold him off that last part of the last lap, huh? Yep, going to the final corner, um, I took kind of a defensive line in there, and he could have he could have put a bumper to me, but he raced me clean, and for the life of me, I can't remember his name right now, but uh, I'd love to send a shout out to him. He was a fantastic driver. He did a fantastic job, and when it came down to it, he raced me clean. He couldn't pass me clean, so he didn't he didn't put the bumper to me. Was it Nick Ritke? That is it. Yeah. Yeah, he was quick, too. Yeah. Um, Friday night, I wound up running the open again, and somehow I wound up in the first split. Um, did the same two-stop strategy and finished P15, which um, is nothing too shabby, I think, when I'm running with Alan Bowes and, uh, and uh, some of those top guys up there, Conti. Was that a gain in I rating at 15th, or...? Oh, it absolutely was. I was car 27 in a 27 car field. Hell, I was uh, car 13, I think, on a Wednesday's afternoon. I think it was fixed, which was that, that one. And, uh, yeah, I finished 14th. I gained 30-something, not 20-something in my reading. Well, the, the strength of field for those top splits are usually pretty high, so. Oh, oh it was 42. Uh, well, congratulations, Lance. Uh I guess it's time to get you an oval win now, right? Yeah, I'm like uh, with Montoya and uh, Ambrose. If I don't get an oval win, I'm, it's not legitimate. <laughs> we can call you AJ Allmendinger, actually. <laughs> right on. Okay, well, yeah, congrats. Uh, your I rating is going up to where it probably needs to be, so uh, you're you're getting up there. Uh, and, and doing a good job considering you just came back. Let's remind everybody, you just came back like a month ago. So you've been off service for quite some time before that. Yeah, I, uh, I vanished for about, uh, eight months, I think, and, uh, came back into this new downforce package and it's, it's really, it really, um, helped my driving style is conducive to, uh, this new, new package. All right. Uh, I'll talk of my races, uh. I am not a road course straight uh, racer. Uh, I did the one and done. I finished 19th and 21st. And uh, that's probably the best I could probably get. Um, but I did it. It's going to be a drop week. Um, I spun the first night. I spun at one point, And this was stopped at the, on the track. Uh, but it get clobbered, you know. And, and it, it's usually my fault. So I'm not going to blame anybody i'm just suck at road courses and i'm glad to move on from watkins Glen. all right anyone else on watkins Glen? and then i guess let's follow up this week for nis is what nothing week off week off until what rich when when's the next bristol. okay bristol's yeah, next bristol bristol baby um so we're looking forward to bristol or what Oh yeah, I got some redemption to be done. Last the last Bristol race, I decided I was just gonna do a one and done. I actually ran really well there, and I still stuck to it. And I shouldn't. Have. I think it's just I'd usually 
give good finishes, like top tens at Bristol historically. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. And the reason is just it's a survive, you know, survive the race and just survive the attrition. And I'm usually pretty good at that. So we'll see. I'm kind of excited about it. I've, you know, the last few weeks have not been, you know, good tracks for me. So. Yeah, I plan on uh, throwing all that die rating I gained this week in the trash when it comes to Bristol. <laughs> I might be in the same boat because I had to take the sim pedals out of service this week at the road course and go back to those G27. So that was another battle I had to fight. So why'd you pick it that week? Why didn't you wait for the off week? Uh, my brake function just wasn't there anymore. Yep. I didn't think about it until afterwards either. But you had to, you have the main performance PC pedals, sim pedals, like I do, and like Brad does. Uh, but you had a leak, right? So you had to send them in for warranty service, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we have heard about that on a previous podcast that there was a batch of them that had a some bad part or something and they were going to leak. And, uh, you know, Mike, Mike over at main performance, he's been good about, you know, making right on all those. And he sounds like he's guy. making right with you. Yeah, he's a stellar guy. He stands up to what he said, and, and I appreciate it 100%. I actually bought these pedals off of uh, another gentleman that only owned them for about three months and decided he wanted to go with some HPP pedals, I believe it was. And so he sold them to me for, I don't know, I think it was like $100 less than a brand new set. And uh, it's cool because the, tr the warranty still transfers over. So kudos to Mike Main. All right, let's move on. Lance, what's next? Uh, we have some information uh, that iRacing put out about the um, the faulty logins. People were having issues that uh, they were logging in as uh, someone else unintentionally. And uh, iRacing gave a response, and they said um, they were working on the issue, and they need to, people that are having this issue need to clean their uh, cache and their browser's uh, cookies and um, do a basic maintenance. In my opinion, as a computer tech, you should do that uh, at least twice a month, uh, clean out your cache and everything like that. Yeah, I had understood that the, the issue might have been caching on the server side, but um, what was interesting was we had heard about this last week when we did the podcast, and I think it was started on like the 31st, and on the third, they announced website maintenance. And oh. I think it's all related to this account problem. So, Oh, undoubtedly. Um, they don't go into exactly what they did, but um, you'll never get, um, without uh, court order, you'll never get a company to admit to a, a potential security issue. Yeah, what I'm saying is they, they've solved it pretty quickly, from the 31st to the 3rd. So they actually did something about it on the 3rd. That's pretty fast in software land, you know. Oh, yeah, their IT security team, I'm sure, jumped right on that. Okay, and then on the 4th, they announced, uh, they announced Season 3 Patch 2. Which I know Brad would be surprised that they're doing a patch this late into the season, but they're you know they don't say what they're going to work on. But this is going to be happening on the ninth, which is tomorrow. 
Yeah, it looks like some of the, uh, through some of these forum posts, they addressed some of those trace route issues, which uh, people were getting bounced back and forth. I think there was one guy they traced, uh, his IP traffic went out to Belgium, I believe, from the United States, and then bounced back to the server. Um, and, and as time progresses, that's going to be um, a deeper issue, because basically we're out of um, uh, IPv4 addresses. Yeah, that's another topic we had down in hardware, but yeah, that was the one where everyone is dropping, uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of people are dropping with the red Q bar and they're getting disconnected. Um, one of the guys, one of the iRacers is speculating to iRacing that, hey, if you look closely, your data, is if it's going through a service called InterNAPS, which is one of the ISPs or one of the, the middle parties, you're actually getting routed to Europe and then coming back to the United States. And they're th saying that's the problem. So, Yeah, it wasn't too long ago where um, I, I set up a bunch of computers at a, a grade school and they were all getting routed through um, uh, some, it was a German country, a German-speaking country. Uh, all the uh, Google uh, information was in German. Yeah, so, and I think that's, I think they're on to something. So that's why I, I made a note of that. Um, some clever iRacer came up with that and uh, and told them on that really long forum thread. So, yeah, iRacing is doing some changes. Uh, I think a lot of it was with that login problem stuff and, and hopefully on this connection issue stuff, but it sounds like it's somewhere in the Internet is the problem. You know, it's a routing problem or something. Yeah, um, it's definitely it definitely has something to do in just my best guess with uh, the fact that we are running real short, if not completely out of uh, IPv4 addresses. Yeah, could be like you said. So, and that's why they're getting what creative routing or something. Yep. Okay. All right, Kyle. What do you got next? Well, next up, just to bring it up, uh, iRacing.com has released some new items in their um, merchandise store. Some more coffee mugs, a hitch cover, license plates, and license plate covers, and looks like a pint glass as well. Yeah, I kind of like the beer glass, the pint glass, $13.19. And the license plate cover uh, and the... Uh, the ball hitch cover are kind of nice too, but the ball hitch cover kind of looks plasticky, but uh, the the license plate cover it says aluminum license plate. So, yep. And if you look really closely, that that glass is clearly for tea, Mike. Um, um, no drinking. Drinking's bad. No, <laughs> no drinking and eye racing, right? <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't advise you to drink tea during a race either. I said I had a friend who always was on iRacing. We would we would do a whole bunch of hosted crap, but he would always tell me he was drunk while driving and he showed on track. Kind of well, worried. You tell. Me. Yeah. I kind of like the uh, Stein, the beer Stein. It's ceramic, 22 ounce, has gold trim. Of course, the iRacing logo on the side. And it's, it's almost seven inches tall. It is a nice looking mug. Yeah, it's something that looked really good on a on an office uh, desk or on a shelf somewhere in your house. 
Okay, so this begs the question, this is cafe press. This is like really low-end stuff. You know, let's admit it. What do we really want them to sell? What would you, what would you buy if they offered it? Personally, I probably wouldn't buy anything because I put enough money into the service. I don't really need any of that stuff. I'll I'll jump in. I'll say, you know, if they had a nice golf polo, like a silk or, you know, a soft kind of polo shirt with a collar and it had a nice logo above the heart, you know, I think I'd be into that. Yeah, I might do that. I just, I guess the that big design on their clothing there is kind of pressing, I guess. Except for the well, golf yeah, logo the shirt they got. kind of cheap looking, you know? Yeah. Alrighty, guys, I am going to bug out. I've got my own stuff I've got to get ready to. But, Mike, thank you for uh, the privilege of being here on the podcast. This is really cool. And uh been good talking to Lance and Kyle and Carlos. Thanks uh, for coming, Scott. Uh, that's Scott Kolovac from KMA Racing. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Scott. Okay, so Scott uh, joining us for a little while there. He's got to run off and run his league. Uh, they run almost nightly, so... Boy, if you're looking for a place to run and you're a tallywhacker, that's a good place to be. Uh, yeah, if they were selling nice shirts, I might be interested. Um, what about, you know, do you like their stickers? Would you, you know, the, the stickers are kind of neat. It has a 4X. <laughs> yeah, 4X sticker. You put that on your bumper or something. I'm sure to ask some questions. 4XIRacing.com. Somebody's going to ask you what that's all about. Well, wait, if I had a, a bumper that was actually dented in on my truck oh, yeah. and I had if damage, I, you put it right next to the damage. If I ever get a dent in my bumper, I will put one on the car for sure. It's like yeah. a freaking hit marker on a FPS shooter. Uh, there's some ones that say blue flag. Backwards, race, yep. Yeah, race me online. So... Check it out. All right, let's see what's next. Uh, let's jump to the next topic. Okay, I call this one Super Troll, and I really don't like to bring attention to people like this, but um, there's this guy that came... I don't even know, remember where I found this, but some Facebook group uh, was talking about this guy on YouTube called We're Gonna Lose is his channel, and... Um, He's complaining. He made a video complaining how iRacing is stealing money from people. And what happened was, is this guy got banned. He got permanently banned from iRacing. And there's a video that actually shows why. Uh, he actually, you know, made a video and put it on YouTube on his channel of him wrecking people in races uh, on purpose. And um, Anyway, he got the ban, and then he, you know, went to go sign up for iRacing again. And he, he went through the transaction. He put in his credit card number. They charged him, and you know, for the for the subscription. And then when he went to log in the first time after he paid, he couldn't log in. It said, "Oh, you're permanently banned." Sorry. So, and then they wouldn't give him a refund for the money that he just spent. And so now he's like putting on these videos that are kind of like, uh, you know, inflamed, you know, videos. He's very upset with iRacing and he's going to, you know, he wants his money back, etc. You know, it's very interesting. 
You know, I watched that at lunch today, and uh, I tell you what, this guy, he's the smartest, most articulate gentleman I've ever heard, and um, I, I, he makes a great case. Yeah, he, he did post in the comments, if you look just below the video, that they did uh, give him his refund. Yeah, and if you couldn't tell, that was um, oozing with sarcasm. The guy... Mm. The guy is the most poorly spoken imbecile I have ever heard. He, <laughs> it's it's he's he's a good candidate to get drug out into the woods and bludgeoned with a heavy piece of mining equipment. Well, it's one of those examples of if if you've ever wondered what does it take to get banned from iRacing forever, and I mean forever, this is a good example of it. Yeah, it's clear clear trolling. I mean, it's. It, proven trolling he's sitting there steering into traffic in in reverse and um says um oh I, I can't get my car off the track it's stuck i don't know what's wrong right yeah personally kudos to i racing for eliminating them because those are the type of people that the rest of us legit guys don't want to race against every week so and the most troubling part to me is when that i when i looked at his channel uh this is the world we live in now where an imbecile like this has 67,000 subscribers. Right. And yet I can't even get to 400. And he, in this one video about how iRacing stole his money, 13,350 views. Well, when you see his title like that in, on YouTube and you're an iRacer, it, it, if if you like iRacing oh, you videos, yeah, right. If you if you like iRacing videos, if you watch iRacing channels like Chewy Side or uh, Average Joe Racer, throw out a plug there for Alan. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get this kind of stuff in your feed, and it, just seeing the title, it's a cause for concern. It's clickbait. Yeah, I think the one title. I mean, you know how every YouTube video has like a little thumbnail. Well, his thumbnail says trolling eye racing yeah that's that's the other video not the not the eye racing is ripping me off video yeah the other one that he actually gets yeah where he shows him on track yeah but yeah, uh super troll that's what i came up with uh yeah i come up with something different but it's not uh suitable for a uh, family environment <laughs> but you know it just like you said, Lance, in today's day and age, you know, you almost got to expect that this there's people like this, you know, and he 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 does it on purpose just to just to you know have the channel kind of thing. This is this is the product of the reality TV twenty second news cycle world that we live in has bred people like this and people that like him, and I'm ashamed to be a human. <laughs> it's crazy. I yeah, I hate to bring it up, but it is kind of, you know, about iRacing. So yeah, and iRacing is taking care of us. You know, they are banning people like Kyle said that should be banned. This guy is a clear example of that. I don't think you could you know I was kind of shocked when I saw the, the video of him driving and what he was trying to do. I mean he was wrecking people under caution and stuff. It was just it was bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. And iRacing, I've seen, uh, it's taken them a while to ban some people that they really should have banned 
a lot earlier, yeah, but uh, but with this guy, they jumped on it. I think he bought the rookie package and just went out and did a bunch of stupid stuff and got banned. Yep, didn't take him long, and boom. All right, uh, moving on. Lance, what's next? Spa. A long 24-hour race. Uh, Carlos, you led the effort. Why don't you tell us... Uh, you know how the beginning went from what Jose told me a wreck happened on lap one not sure what corner but from <laughs> 20 seconds in to 24 hours we had to drive a damaged car which actually hurt our chances because I you know, integrity you know, it was a good job that they ended up winning the race and they did a good job keeping the car clean and that's how you win these things you know have no damage but guarantee you with no damage we would have probably been the winning car yeah i mean we were put down three laps i think by the time i got my first shift um so yeah there were some early issues the car was still pretty good though at that point until the end of my first shift and i actually wrecked actually the funny thing was uh i looked at uh the integrity guys you know their fastest uh laps and their fastest driver and with a damaged car, my average was a whole second quicker with a damaged car. Yeah, but you were down many laps, and there, you'd never catch them, right? Yeah, there's just no way. They, the Pushing as hard as I could, best I could do is a 220, which is what the fastest guys were putting down, but that was only once, maybe per stint. Average of 221, though, I, you know, it's really not bad, considering how much damage we had on the car. Now, my incident was at the end of my first stint, uh, coming up towards uh, pit lane down that backstretch through the fast kink. I had a moment, and I think I heated the tires, and I went into that last chicane, and I did a lazy spin coming out of it and just spun it around, didn't touch anything, was sitting there, had it, the brakes on, and some guy came by and just nailed us right in the corner, uh, right in the the left rear wheel. It actually was a net code. Uh, if you look closely, there's about a foot or so distance between the two cars. Oh, yeah, that was a huge gap. And so that was like 12 minutes damage. And, uh, boy, I thought, you know, our chance at a good finish was over at that point, you know, and I walked away. But I'll say, I'll say what, uh, I did some testing today to see what I could have done with an undamaged car, and I was putting down two 19s. You know, every lap, and that would have put us actually competitive with uh, the original leaders of the race, which looked really uncatchable. But hell, looking at our split, and I looked at the top split, top split, their average was two eighteens, meaning right. there's two sixteen lap times going on in there. Wow! So they were, they were flying. So. uh Let's see, about 8 p.m. Eastern, we were up to uh, hour 10 and a half and running P10 at that point. Uh, Brad Wren was uh, behind the wheel at that point uh, doing his stints. And um, and then, Lance, you got involved at the later shifts, the last eight hours. And what position was the car in when you got in? I think we were bouncing around uh, P6. Uh, Seven through nine. Yeah, during, I was going to say eight or ninth. Yeah, I had uh, I had three shifts over a cord the course of five hours. 
give or take. And, um, we, we gained some good spots. Um, our sub drivers from, uh, from Hungary did, a did a fantastic job. And William, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure William, where William is from. I think he's in California. I'm not sure. Yep. You're right. Um, he's in California and, uh, Barnabas Rabai is, uh, is a Hungarian driver and he laid down some good fast laps for us, kept the car clean and, uh, did a great job bringing it home. Yeah. And he finished right for us. Yeah, I believe so. I, uh, at, when I got out of the car for my last stint, I laid my head on the pillow and I was out. <laughs> so I uh, really appreciate you, Lance, doing the overnights, uh, you know, with the uh, Europeans, so to speak. Uh, so we finished P6. I just, I can't believe that after that huge wreck that I had and, and the 12 minutes damage. But you know what? You got to stay in these things and keep digging. And, and we did. So P6, man. Great. Yeah, and I got to give a shout out to uh, Team No Name um, and some of their drivers. They, for the most part, um, had a really clean race with us. They were the only car that we were actually fighting for actual position on the track that wasn't uh, laps ahead or behind. And uh, they were doing a terrific job and uh, raced us really well. All right. And uh, Carlos, you picked some great drivers that were not on our team to be part of our team. How did you find these guys? Well, William, we've had around since the 24 Nürburgring. So yeah. we've used him before, right? Yeah. He's a real, relatively clean driver. You know, he's always hanging around. And the other guy just, you know, this is to the point we got desperate for, for drivers that could help us out from probably different countries. And uh, I messaged one of the, that uh, Barnabas guy messaged him because uh, there was a post in the forums about teams looking for drivers. So I saw that and so, hmm, might as well. He's driving the BMW. His I rating's around all of ours, so, you know, hopefully the expectations weren't too great to perform well, so we all either way we did great. I yeah, know. I mean, he you know, what what more can you ask for? You know, the guy brought the car home and in six oh, yeah. for us. So, uh, boy, thank you very much and Make sure you communicate uh, how well he did. Uh, great job. Yep, I ended up sending both of them a message yesterday for helping out. Nice. Well, uh, did you ever go flat through LaRouge? Close. Very close. I think with I the tried. damage, it was easier, right? Well, I could do it with no damage, too. Lance, but did you ever try, or...? Uh, I, I came close. I found myself, uh, I found that if I lifted, uh, early in the corner that I could, uh, flat out through yep. the top, which, uh, gave, gives you a nice slingshot off the top. Yeah. You almost have to bump the throttle at the beginning, right? Just to set the car. And not only that, you gotta go as wide as you can on the original entry to the left part of the corner, then back to the right. So you're taking both of those corners really wide. And if you overdo it and one, like, you know, one big twitch, it'll just send you spinning if you're not careful. Yeah, it's it's one of the hardest corners in racing to get perfect. You have to use every, like, knowledge of sim racing that you would know. Any, you know, weight transfer, all that, just to get through there. Now, consistency, I don't, I can't talk about that because I have no clue how to do that every lap. So, uh, yeah, shout out to, you mentioned it earlier, but shout out to Integrity Racing. Uh, those guys... 
won the race in our split. Uh, you know, they deserved it. They kept their car clean, especially in the first 12 hours. I'm not even sure if they had a lot of any damage at all by the end, but no, I know did. they were clean. At the end, but they that was the end. You know, they were already about to win, so it didn't matter if they had damage or not. Right. They kept it clean when it mattered and uh, kept within striking distance of that leader. I think at one point they might have been one or two laps down yep. at the most. But um, Well, one, I think... I think they were one down most of the race, and then they've been, I don't know what happened that got them back on the lead lap, but I was looking at their uh, pace. All four or five of the drivers that they had were all within the same average time, so they were all equal to each other. Yeah, a couple of the times, I think, um, especially late at night, I was running with uh, Fife, and he did, uh, he did a double stint, which kind of helped their times. Yeah, and he's quick, too, so... Yeah, the one uh, the one uh oh moment that I had was coming out of that uh, the kink, that real sharp turn before uh, before the pits, and I, I looped it right there, um, almost right in front of Fife. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did, and uh, got that twelve minutes of damage. Somebody ran him. into me. I saw him coming, and um, I was trying to get through there as quick as I could to kind of get out of his way, and um, it wound up uh, just overcooking it in there a little bit. But I was man- I managed to get it out of his way so he didn't hit us. Uh, I don't know what team it was that ran the McLaren, but they need a they need some kudos there because that was that car is just so freaking hard. So are you happy with the car is. choice we did, or? Yeah, if I had the Mercedes, I would have gone with that instead. But BMW, I was used to it. Me and Jose were really used to the car. I think Lance, too, because he ran with us in that one <laughs> series. Yep, it's a, it's a good handling car in, in nice technical corners. Yep. It's not so much a, a great car when it comes to flat-out speed, but it makes makes up for it in the uh, in the tighter corners. Makes up for it in braking. Things stops real much better than all the other ones. All right, uh, and then the top split, which was broadcast all 24 hours, apparently, by four different broadcasters, uh, Core Motorsports uh, won uh, the top split. Um, the lineup is Angelo Mitchell, Alexander Vob, Nils Koch, and Kay Kasub. Well, if you can see this, you can four guys. You can definitely tell the... Oh, never mind. There's only two cars on the lead lab. I was looking... I thought it was like a double result page. But yeah, only two cars on the lead lab. It's interesting. They only have four drivers for 24 hours. Well, Tegrid only had five. That makes for a long day, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't think some of us on our... Like me, (laughs) want to drive that much... uh, or you, but I, I enjoyed, you know, my stints. I think I had three different stints, and that's about right for me. I don't really care to do more than that. Oh, I think me and Dave plan to run the Bathurst 1000. That's a lot of driving at a tough place. Hey, he loves that place, though. It's a fun track. Okay, so let's move on. Um. So that's the spa race. Uh, Kyle, what's up next? Well, uh, next up, we need to talk about some sad news this week. Uh, Brian Clausen died after a really bad accident he had in his sprint car. 
leading the race and got up in the wall and flipped the car over a few times. Unfortunately, he had the roll cage facing towards the uh, towards turn three, and the cards didn't see him ran directly in the top of his roll cage. And he ended up succumbing to some injuries. Yeah, that's some tough news. Uh, that happened Kansas uh, Saturday night, so on a dirt track. And he was actually a member of iRacing, too. He hasn't run a race since uh, 2012, but in 57 starts in his career, he had five wins, 25 top fives, and four poles. So, Hey, you know, that's a short career, but look at his winning percentage, 8.7%. And that is high. Yeah, not too bad. His first year that he was on the service in 2011, he had 27 starts and four wins. For just under a 15% win percentage, it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So, and, you know, the reason he hasn't been on since 2012, you know, he's been doing real racing. He's an IndyCar oh, yeah. driver. He's run the Indy 500 uh, several times. Yeah, three times, including his best finish uh, just this past uh, season. I believe it was the 23rd. Yep. And, um... Yeah, I wanted to bring it up. You know, our team, we were talking earlier today internally about this story, about Brian. And, um, you know, we were talking, you know, racing is a real community, even real racing and iRacers. You know, we're, we're kind of part of that community. And, you know, when this guy gets killed in an iRacing incident or a racing incident, we feel for that. You know, we understand that. We, we feel really bad for his wife and prayers for his family and stuff and what they're going through. Um, it also reminds us what kind of stakes there are in racing. And if these stakes weren't there, of you know, you could die every time you go out there, would it be the same? It wouldn't, you know. People probably wouldn't watch it, you know, and people wouldn't then do it. Then sim race? Huh. Well, more than likely, honestly, let's think about that. Like you said, let's go back 10, 15 years ago and put that car in that same spot. With the safety equipment these cars have these days, compared to 10 or 15 years ago, they had to cut, it took them 30 minutes to cut him out of that car. 15 years ago, that roll cage probably wasn't even there, and he was dead instantly. So, you know, they're, they're always looking to improve the sport no matter what. And uh, I, I think that he just died doing what he loved to do. So, like you said, condolences to the family. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, racing community, uh, you know, we've lost some IndyCar drivers, you know, Justin Wilson not too long ago. And, and you know what? It, it seems like every time this happens with uh, one of these national race car drivers, we find out they've been involved in iRacing, every one of them. But, uh, yeah, thoughts out to his uh, fiance and his family. Uh, it's really tough. And uh, we were thinking about you guys. All right, let's jump into uh, hardware. I'm going to only have one topic, and that's digital race engineer. Again, and for the millionth time. <laughs> I'm still trying it. Uh, is And basically, I don't have any update over last week. Uh, no. they, I'm waiting for a new release. It's crashing uh, between 10 to 30 minutes into a session. It just crashes for no apparent reason. I have no idea why. I'm running the free version of it. 
Um, I have all the new mappings and whatnot, you know, because he redid those. And um, I'm not the only one. There's other people on the forum post who uh, have crashing as well. So it's not just me. So I'm just kind of waiting. I'm going to give this guy some more time to sort this out before I give up on it. But it has a lot of potential. I just haven't really seen it yet. So, all right, with that, we'll get into uh, final thoughts. Uh, Carlos, what do you got? I don't got no final thoughts. <laughs> not all right. forward to Bristol, just say that. Bristol, but not that's not this week. That's a week yeah, from now. All right, uh, Kyle. Oh, I'm hoping that my brake pedal is back at, before Bristol, so with the off week, um, hopefully it's enough time to get it back here. Other than that, Bristol up and after a week's vacation. All right, Lance, Gentles. Well, it was a great week at uh, Watkins Glen for most of us, I think, and a great week for us at uh, the 24 Hours of Spa. Um, it was a really good time doing that. And uh, it was a whole lot of fun. And uh, congratulations again to uh, Team Integrity that uh, took the win in our split. And uh, sixth place, after all that happened to us, is not too shabby. Um, that's all I got. All right. And, uh, yeah, Watkins Glen, I'm glad to be gone. Uh, off week. Uh, it's always kind of weird for my wife and family because I'm not racing and I'm kind of standing around wondering what to do. Um, but maybe I'll go race with KMA and those guys or something this week, but it is an off oh, week. You could always spend a couple bucks and go shoot some of them new guns you've been buying the past few months. You know, now now's the time to stay home and save the money to pay off the credit cards that bought the gun, so I can't really <laughs> do that. But, uh, yeah, that's another problem. But, uh, yeah, and looking forward to Bristol. I think uh, I'm hoping to get some decent points there. I haven't had any good points in the last three weeks. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to pick up this next part until we get, you know, to Richmond, uh, to start the chase. Hopefully I can get to get up in the points a little bit better before we get to those final 10 weeks, boy, and it's coming. So, uh, I can't believe the, the fall season's approaching so fast. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I, I had one other thought before we close the cast here about, I, I, I lost a bad opportunity this week on, in the NIS with, my my points leader, I'm running second in both open and fixed right now. And he, he only raced one fixed race this week. Normally he races every race. And I couldn't capitalize. The open, I ended up getting DQ'd out of it and got no points this week whatsoever. I could add major gains on him. And the fixed, I think I only got like 47 points or something this week. So it's just unfortunate. I'm ready to get out of here. And... One other thing, just to update from last week's podcast, I've been in contact with a few few people uh, about the memorial race, and uh, hopefully sometime mid-September. Uh, we do plan on having it broadcasted and everything. It's going to be a pay-to-play type race, and right now they're actually looking at a Xfinity, actual Xfinity driver racing with us, so stay tuned for more details. Wow, that sounds exciting, so... Okay, cool. And you're referring to uh, what you talked about last week, where you had the the young kid with cancer on your car, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna run a race in his memory. It's gonna be called the 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 Polly's fight. I th- I think we're gonna do a um, mock Coke 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway in the A car open setups. I believe is what we're shooting for. So it's gonna be the Polly's fight 600. 
and all all proceeds from the race are going to be donated in his name to uh, childhood cancer research. And um, just stay tuned for more details. All right, very good. All right, with that being said, uh, we'll we'll get out of here and get you guys next week. See ya. Take care. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track. Thank you.